Flat Tire. This is episode six. Today's episode is brought to you by Brown Bag Coffee Roasters. Brown Bag Coffee Roasters specializes in single origin coffee beans. That means your coffee comes from one place in one specific farm. None of that hybrid garbage you get at the grocery store. This gives you a strong and flavorful coffee experience with each sip and you'll actually enjoy waking up in the morning. They just launched a new coffee line from India. The coffee beans are left outside in an open warehouse, allowing the unique waters from the monsoon storms to absorb into the beans and creates an earthy and multi-sweet flavor profile. Too lazy to go to the store and buy coffee? Well, don't worry. Brown Bag Coffee Roasters have a fantastic subscription service. That's right. Set how often you need freshly roasted beans, and they'll ship it right to your door in record time. What? And if you subscribe now, for a limited time, you'll get 10% off your subscriptions. What? So check out bbcr.ca right now and say, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. That's a Viagra commercial. That is a Viagra (laughs) (laughs) Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. I'm I'm Brandon Abuzidan. That's Ramsey Estefan. Hi, Ramsey. That's Keishan Sondagar. And today joining us is our guest, Julian Mamatsabal-Soup. Welcome to the show. (laughs) My last name is actually pronounced Mamatsa. It's not Mamatsabal-Soup. Julian is our secret fourth member of the uh, Greasy Fix team. Yeah. Julian? What do you do and why are you never on this episode? Where have you been? Tell uh, us. I've man. been working uh, freelance. I work in the film industry. So not I porn. Am not porn specifically uh, for the <laughs> amount of people that want to know what I do. I don't work in porn. Uh, I wish. Um, <laughs> well, the ghost doesn't agree yeah, with you. So we do have a ghost, just so you know. I don't know if yeah, you're aware of that. He, yeah. It kind of pops up. Pretty gassy. A little, a little yeah. gassy. Yeah. Sometimes when you say things good. that he doesn't agree with. He's yeah, just like, like me not working in porn. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, you're, li- you should do you're it. lying, Julian. Yeah, I know. You caught me. Uh, yeah, so when I work in the film industry, like on a movie or something, we do like 13-hour days, sometimes 14-hour days. So it's a lot more difficult to find free time to actually like come out and do stuff with you guys, which I hate, honestly, because I like hanging out with you guys. You guys are my friends. Huh. You just backing up that Brinks truck, boy. Backing up that Brinks truck. Sorry, what? It's just making that guap, you know? You know the dr- the Brinks trucks just the, unloading they in back his driveway. Up and go, beep, 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 beep. Anyway, yeah. So, wow. yeah, that's what I do. Uh, and then when I'm not doing that, I work freelance, uh, either doing editing you jobs. You freelance? Bro, he's been locked Yo, up for so long. Yo, my boy Lance. Good job. Oh, Good my job. goodness. I regret coming on this podcast. <laughs> Just like like taking. So Julian, piss. tell us what got you into cars. Yo, I, uh, I watched Initial D uh, between uh, high school and college uh, one summer, and I binge watched the whole thing in probably about a week and a half. And uh, I was like, "Oh, sick! I have to get a manual transmission car, or else I'm a bitch." And then I was gonna get an eight six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, some people are not gonna be happy with what I just said. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and I was like, "Okay, sick. How much are eight sixes?" 10 grand did not have that kind of cash so i bought no. an acura rsx and i loved that car actually i had recaro seats in it had the type r center console and stuff like that that was i love that i you still, still have those car. seats no i sold them oh you sold them no, yeah no. i think i got like a thousand bucks for them yeah i remember uh, installing those coilovers in your garage yes that was well pain. remember we lowered we lowered the car on springs first in johnny's sketchy uncle's garage oh yes and that was and we put one of the springs <laughs> in upside down Uh, Yeah, one of the springs was upside down, so the compression was completely off on one of them. Uh, And then my shock gave out maybe like seven months later. (laughs) That's that's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty solid. Uh, And then I got some scale coilovers, and we did those in my garage, and that went better than doing anything in an actual garage. Yeah, because taking a, a spring out of a strut is the sketchiest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. I'm a mechanic. I would know. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, are you? Yeah. Is that why your dad does all the work on your car for you? No, he, he helps. I'm not going to deny it. 
Like that Karatata. time you shifted the subframe? I ain't no liar. <laughs> I, I honestly, to this day, don't know how that happened. Like that time you... Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing he doesn't listen to this podcast. Like that time your clutch went bye-bye. <laughs> that was a slave cylinder that just said oh, bye. I'm cylinder. a slave. But I also drive the shit out of the Jetta at the track. So Christina Aguilar. It's also a 16-year-old, 17-year-old car. Anyways, great to have you on the show, Julian. Yeah, it's good Glad to be here. Glad you came out of your hole. And you. you came out of the... He, Julian spends a lot of time in the back end of the Greasy Figs, but uh, he's getting kind of old, you know, so we need him in the front now. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so today's <laughs> topics. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the uh, Ford Mach-E's uh, very useful front trunk, also known as a frunk. Um, <laughs> I'm also going to be talking about... What am Let I him scroll here. About? Did you, another. did you only get Something one about chicken nuggets you mentioned? <laughs> yeah, but that's about the Mach-E. So okay. I'll, I'm going to get there. Okay. Oh, and uh, see-through A-pillars. Interesting. Yeah, they're Ooh. getting real thickboy.com. So are we getting a D-pillar are... soon? Can we get that D? Oh, God. <laughs> Why did we approve Julian on <laughs> this This is the last now? time we will be having guests <laughs> on Thank the you. podcast. Thank you. I had a great time. Thanks for having me out, guys. Uh, what are you guys talking about? Today, uh, we got couple things on the schedule on the notebook talking about a hyundai sonata that looks like another vehicle talking about volkswagen starting to spice things up in the future hopefully i love volkswagens if you didn't know i love them they're amazing cars and bring a trailer probably the coolest website to buy cars if you have a lot of money I don't think I can afford anything on Bring a Trailer, <laughs> except for that one like weird. Actually, there was a transmission for sales. So probably afford that, but <laughs> but anyway, Bring a Trailer single transmission <laughs> is the coolest website. You can find some really rare cars on there, like yeah. some unicorns, and they're way overpriced. But it's good to know that if I have the money, which I will one day, I can buy my dream car, which is which is. Oh shit! There's a lot. I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> probably some sort of station wagon, honestly. That's fair. Like some old school. A Westphalia. That's a bus. You're going to get it. It's West. You're going to own a Westphalia at one point. Those are so cool. (laughs) What do you got for us today, Keyshawn? Um, So you got the European side. I'm bringing a little bit of American side to the European side, talking about the C8. I know it's a little bit of old news, but there's some new uh, updates with Mm -hmm. it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, Touch briefly on a cool little board game that... uh, it's not too new, but it's been floating around a little bit here and there. You okay. said board game, and Brandon got so excited. <laughs> no, board game. For those who don't know, I'm very big into board games, so if you ever want to play board games, holla at your boy. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to do uh, not, not too much. Um, just kind of those three topics real quick. Oh, do we topics. have no electric cars on this episode? I'm literally um, so talking about the Mach-E. Oh, shit. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> and I also have yeah. a little bit of uh, electric uh, stuff in mind. We can't. We can't. We can't get away from it. It's hard to get away from electric cars because that's where... Oh, it's going Because there. they're so current, right? Yeah, I made that Shut joke. Shut I, I, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I agree to do this? I was going to bring up the charged up joke. And I was like, oh, I know what you want. And I'll be up. talking about Toyota uh, <laughs> backing up on their tweet saying that they wouldn't put their new Toyota Super in the Need for Speed games because it does it like promotes illegal street racing, but then they also gave the car to the Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I'm also going to be talking about the 2020 Golf R and some of the cool things about it and the styling of it. Amazing. Yeah. So Julian likes Volkswagen, so I'm happy to have him well, here. Well, I'm talking about the Japanese and the Germans like it's 1945 over here, so let's not make too <laughs> many assumptions. Whoa. <laughs> but uh, all I know is Julian likes Volkswagen, so that's 2v2 now. I don't know if he likes Volkswagens. He just owns one. Who? No one buys a GTI if they don't like Volkswagens. He just wanted a car that he could make a tune on it so he can have fart tunes. <laughs> Julian, why don't you tell us about the car you had before your GTI? So I had a, a Mini Cooper S 2010, <laughs> and um, no one... There was a recall on the body control module for the, that year of car. Uh, actually, it was the, pretty much most of the cars from 2010 to 2013 had a recall on their, on their BCM due to bad electrical wiring. Um and maybe a week after I bought the car, the headlights like started cutting out on me and like flashing randomly like while I was driving. So I was like, oh, cool, cool. Uh, and I was working on set, so I didn't have like any free time to bring it to a garage or anything. Then my one day off on like a three-week shoot, I brought it to Performance Boutique, Peter, and he 
the little first thing he did was take the computer out, look at. It. He's like, "Yeah, this carpet has water in it, and that you're like, you're, you're missing pins in your BCM." And I was like, "Oh, cool." He's like, "Yeah, put this back in and call Minnie and try and get to, try and get the recall taken care of, and don't tell them I touched it." <laughs> so, I, uh, so I put it back in, and of course, I this was like a Saturday. He looked at it for me, um, and I had to go back to set, so getting, I didn't have time to call Minnie or anything. So. Another two weeks go by, and then I finally like have a day off, or I'm just like in the office, and I'm like, "Okay, sweet, I'll call, and I'll bring the I'll bring the car in after work." And he's like, "Yeah, so your car does apply for the uh, for the recall to the BCM. Uh, how much driving do you have to do today?" And I was like, uh, "That's a well, very worrying." Thing yeah, to hear I, I should have <laughs> known like that was the red flag because immediately I was like, "Well, I'm going to work, and then I was going to come to you guys after. I'm in like the East End right now, and you guys are on Carling, so." probably taking about 30, 30 minutes to get there in rush hour. He was like, don't do any more driving than that. Like he was so worried for me and I should have been more concerned. And, uh, and then he was like, yeah, some of these uh, cars have caught in fire due to this part malfunctioning. And I was like, oh, sick. I've been driving around with this for weeks. Uh, and I thought, like, in my head, it's probably just, like, a really small percentage of cars that caught fire. So he's, like, legally obligated to tell me that. Sure enough, at lunch, I was like, okay, I'm going to hit the McDonald's up the road from my office, bring it back, eat it while I'm working, and then go home early uh, to beat rush hour. And uh, sure enough, uh, the body control module controls the windows as well. So my window wouldn't go down so I could go through the drive-thru. So I was like, oh, I'll just park it and eat. Not a big deal. Five minutes of putting my tray down. Uh, these kids that were standing outside running and find me like, sir, your car's filled with smoke. And I'm like, come again? I don't vape. <laughs> yeah. First off, I'm like, I don't smoke. It's not a super. Well, they asked me, like, do you smoke? I was like, no. Then like, then your car's on fire. And I was like, what? And I ran outside. And I'm like, oh, gee. It looked like you were hotboxing the inside. Like, it looked like someone hotboxed the inside of my Mini Cooper. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was like that because my camera gear was in the trunk, uh, which all of it probably equated to more than the value of the Mini Cooper. So I'm like, try, and it's all electrical locks on the Mini Cooper. There's no mechanical oh, no. lock. So I can't take yeah. my key and open the trunk. I'm like trying to break the back windshield and the 16-year-old kid's like pulling me away. Like, it's not worth it. It's not <laughs> worth it, man. And I'm like, it costs more than the car. It's worth it. Insurance isn't going to cover it. Um, Yo, isn't the camera we're recording on the one that was in the yes, trunk? Yes, actually, the, the camera that we're recording on is the one that <laughs> no, was in the fire, the and Julian's it survived. You sold that camera. Wow. <laughs> yeah, amazing. have you had any problems with it? No refunds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's bugging up a little bit. Yeah, this was back in the summer. If Do you have any was... photos, we'll throw them up. Oh, yeah, I'll send you the photos. Like, it was just in flames. And then my boss texted me. He's like, where the fuck are you? And I was like... <laughs> My car's on fire. Sir. <laughs> I said, my car's on fire. He's so like, are you shitting me? And I sent him a, f a photo. He's like, oh, fuck. Do you want me to come up the road? Are you okay? I was like, emotionally, no. <laughs> he was like, okay. He like drove up. So and he when was are you like, coming in? <laughs> yeah, basically. My car's on fire. Yeah, okay. Dude. Well, he like asked me after like my car got taken away. And he's like, do you want to come back to the office and finish up? Or do you want to go home? And I was like, I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, they put me into a Golf uh, TSI uh, 2016 as my rental. And I was like, this is a very livable car. I just wish it was manual and faster. So I spent $20,000 on a GTI. That's great. The point is, pays really well. It was eh? because insurance greatly <laughs> overvalued my Mini Cooper for some reason. Nice. I paid like <laughs> 7000 for the Mini Cooper and then they appraised it at like twelve. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. yeah, and I put down two thousand when I bought the Mini Cooper, and I was just financing off the rest of it. Not but to like, mention how well the porn industry pays you, eh? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> specifically, honestly. <laughs> All right, that's where the money is. We're gonna well, have to, we're we gonna have have to bleep that out in the uh, editing. No. Um, well, that's a interesting. I can't say I know anyone else whose car has caught fire. Oh. What? Yeah, that, that barely what? caught fire. Though. It caught fire. That barely caught. My BMW well, also so caught fire. So I drive a Mark IV Adjusted. Golf, and like there's a. Uh, Wait, hold on. Hold on. You Jetta. drive a Golf. A Mark IV Jetta sorry. and a Jetta. Yeah. You must Jolf? love Volkswagens. I love Volkswagens. I knew it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, yeah. I don't want uh, to cut you off. <laughs> so like, there's a like a really popular group called Burn All the Mark IVs because they all catch fire, but so far. Nothing has caught fire. I don't know if this is real. Your BMW yeah, and say. your BMW Mini Cooper has caught fire. So jokes on you guys. I'll still gap you in my 
BMW. Yeah, but you're going to be on fire. You're going to be like Ghost Rider, I'll except s- on a car, not I'll a motorcycle. I'll gap you in my Mark 7 GTI. I'll yeah, gap you. Those things are hacks, bro. On feet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you had a 1.8T and then you got a tune on it, and then you were like just like ripping on me and Anthony, who had like stock Honda. I was like, yeah, I'm so fast. I am speed. I and was like, speed. <laughs> I was pushing 22 PSI out of a turbo the size of this mug. So that was safe, and that car got destroyed. So we'll get in that another day. We've all had car problems. Keishan's the only one that hasn't had any. No, his transmission no, went completely. His motor mount broke. Yeah, but your car got hit by a lady <laughs> that had a stroke. Mine caught fire. His caught fire. Keishan's car just stopped working after 300,000 miles. And money shifting it at the track. Stop for maintenance. <laughs> it wasn't really a money shift. No. No. Honestly, it was like just it's just a bad downshift. It was high so mileage. So money shift. So, no, money shift is when you actually put it into second from fifth. Or from fourth to first. Isn't I, it top of third to second? No. No, it's no. Fr- I thought I thought money shift is when you go from second to first when you try to go to third. So anything that's yeah. So anything, yeah. anything that's, that's opposite. Not the the greatest way of transmission. Do you know why it's called a money shift? It's gonna cost you money. Because because one one second you have money and the next second you don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just oh, my transmission's gone. Who wants to go first on the topic today? Uh, you were talking about Volkswagens. Uh, oh. So why do we stay on the Volkswagen topic? The Vag umbrella, you yeah. mean? Vag we'll stay umbrella? under the Vag umbrella. It's over us right now. Ramsey, you wanna you wanna? It's gracing off? us. So the Volkswagen, they're getting it's getting exciting, boys. I, All right, this is a new age. Volkswagens are getting exciting. They always have been, but now they're no, getting they even more. So VW has a new uh, chief operating officer, and he thinks it's time for more performance models in North America. Ooh. That's amazing. That means we're getting spicy Volkswagens it's coming soon. So. <laughs> It's going to be in the spirit of the GTI, the Golf R, the GLI, and it will be a North American built car, most likely a small, compact, agile car that's part of the MQB platform. Do you guys know what the MQB platform is? Yes. The platform the Golf is made on? So MQB, it's it's essentially a shared modular design construction of its transverse transverse front engine, front wheel drive layout. It allows for cars... Many different Audis and Skodas and Volkswagens and Seats to be made. So do you think we're going to see like the Polo then? I really hope so. I hope I, not. I, I saw in like one of the Mark Seven groups there was like a, a Polo, like a in a, in, in Ontario, in, in, in Toronto, Marco, yeah. yeah. Polo. So wait, does that mean that Volkswagen is just going to throw an R badge on a bunch of different stuff, add a couple little trims, so, and then like the Tiguan, like they did the the Tiguan, yeah. the Ayrton? I really hope not. Like so, typically or. Historically, our line was just nicer interiors and wheels and a little bit of exterior styling, but I don't think it meant too much for power. But now, I hope so. So, VW is interested in, and I quote, winning over the hearts and minds of enthusiasts who are opinion leaders in their own circle of associates. That's literally Julian and I. So what you're saying we is... We are opinion leaders. We will rule you with our Volkswagen. They're looking for influence. <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you just Essentially. But basically, they want to drive sales by having like the brand associated with more performance stuff because, you know, like we're getting back to performance. Yeah, but Volkswagen was never really good on the performance side. Says uh, who? Everybody. They literally own every manufacturer that is good. Yeah, but I'm talking about Volkswagen. Okay, itself. but that's I'm not their talking tech. About the Vag umbrella. That's their tech. That's like their tech. the Bugatti, the, umbrella. the Porsches, the the Lamborghinis. The yeah, Audi. Those are fast. Volkswagens aren't fast. Okay, but they are Volkswagens. No, they I, I are Volkswagen. Hey, tell me what uh, tell me what engines in an A4, an A3. It's all the same engine. Yeah, they're all Volkswagen engines. Yeah, but they're not fast. Anyway, just, you know like, what a, MQB just like a 320 for? and a 330 isn't fast. <clears throat> just because it's a BMW doesn't mean it's fast. You know what MQB stands for? Multiple uh, Mod- modular. Why would you ask me and then not let me guess? Stand. Sorry, what? Sorry. <laughs> you said knock knock. Here's the joke. Wait, can you? Can I guess at least? Like, uh, oh, you're Sally. <laughs> <laughs> not Sally. <laughs> Sorry. Try again with your bad German. It's modular queer bacusta. Can I see it? I want to try to pronounce this. It sounds like Mo- modular queer batusta. It's, it's Is it right here? Modular, mod, is that a B or L A? I I wrote it. Modular quickly. transversal tool. That's not it. That's the English That's translation. The English. Okay, sorry, I told you just ruin that for That's you. That's all good. Quir- I'm not even trying. Anyway, it. It, it it translates to uh, modular transversal toolkit because they're using the transverse mounted front wheel drive engine setup in various of their cars. Anyway, all this means is Volkswagen is getting some spicy vehicles. They have 
recently unveiled the VW Atlas Cross Sport, which looks like an Audi Q8, which Ooh. is it's very likely the same platform as the Q8. And even cooler than the Atlas Cross Sport is... Yeti. Yeah. What? Yeti coolers. Is the, Stop that. Is the VW Atlas Cross Sport Baja Edition. Look how cool it is. This probably has nothing in common with the Atlas, except for the... The headlights. When I hear Baja, the only thing I can think of is the Subaru Baja and how badly Anthony wants a Subaru Baja every <laughs> Why, time Anthony I talk to him. Anthony does not want a Baja. Those have you talked to him about it? Weird pickup truck. Have you things. talked to him about I it? Actually he's very passionate about wanting a Baja. I don't like the Bajas. They're, I love the Baja. I'd, I'd rather a legacy wagon over a Baja. No, dude. Baja, with a, it's a, you can just bolt some. Uh, actually, a Subaru had a car, I think it was called the Brat, that was like a Baja, but it had seats in the back. Of the truck bed. Oh, I think I've seen that. Which I think is glorious. I think I saw someone turn into like a station wagon by putting like a... I don't know. Anyway, carry on. But I think it would be super cool to use that as a camera car. Because there's seatbelts. Like you could strap yourself in. Yeah. Oh, that is gangster. You can strap yourself in. It's almost like a ute, right? Like a... Yeah. El Camino type. Yeah, El Camino. Yeah. Ute. And you could just strap yourself in with your camera gear and go out when the boys go out and do some tandos, you can be out there with your some camera. Speaking of tandos, man, I was driving by the highway the other night yeah. and there's like a bunch of people drifting in the yeah, Canadian Tire Center parking lot. It's crazy. It's crazy. Who would condone that type of behavior? Well, I mean, it's it's in the little, it's on, it's private area. So, I mean, it's fine. It's on public <laughs> streets. I personally joined it. So, I pulled off the highway and uh, I went to go be like, hey, you kids, what are you doing? And then... I don't know what happened. I had like hey, a muscle kids, spasm. What, are you doing? what time are you beating up? <laughs> I, had, I had a muscle spasm and my, my handbrake just yanked right up really quickly in oh, my car. Man. spun. I don't know what happened, man. Anyway. Spun out. Mm, crazy. And then put it in reverse and floored it. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of. Anyone with a front wheel drive car, not that I condone this, have you ever put it in reverse and done reverse donuts? I don't condone this behavior, but try it, but don't do it? it. Don't do it. Put your thing down, flipped it, and reversed it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> put it in uh, reverse. Speaking of the Vag umbrella. Yes. Um... The 2020 Golf R looks pretty sweet, actually. Uh, there's only like a few like very blurry photos of it right now, but th- from what I can tell, the styling is very similar to like the E Golf. Um, I know. So a lot of them are going to share the same front bumper, except for the R and the GTI are not going to have the light up bumper like the like the E Golf has. Dude, it looks like like the lower grill looks like this. <laughs> it looks like that scene in Joker where he's just like looking in the mirror, like eh. it's very round. <laughs> it is very, it's a very round design. It's like the grill stops and then they just added more grill past the grill somehow. Well, yeah. Do you think that has to do with safety standards getting more strict? So like no. the shapes of the bumpers can't be as sharp and it's not even no, sharp. I it's feel... the lower grill section is so big. Yeah, it's just like a big old smiley face, and the one I'm looking at looks like Clifford the Big Red Dog over here, like. But you can see the inner. It's actually a pretty sizable intercooler, uh, from what I can make out from this very blurry leaked photo. Um, it, I think I'm looking at the same photo here. Yeah, the red one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can see like that's a big intercooler. So specs wise, is there any information? It, yeah, about that? so it's rumored to be to have 326 brake horsepower, which is a lot more than the than the like the last 280. Gen. It had was it 295. It was 280, 280, 290 something. Yeah. The seven Mark 7.5 was revised. Was but yeah, the you Mark can 7.5 tune the crap out of those. Like Mighty Car Mods took a Mark 7 Golf R, slapped a turbo on it, slapped an intercooler, an exhaust, a tune, and they did 0 to 100 in 2.9 seconds. Have you seen the meme about Mighty Car Mods? And they're, I, I like Mighty Car Mods. I, I don't have any problem with them. But the meme is buy a car nobody cares about, put a turbo on it, tune it, take it to the track against another car <laughs> that nobody cares about. That's like Yeah, pretty formula. much. I've actually never seen that. It was, I they're hilarious. Funny. If you haven't seen their skit with the Toyota Yaris where they like like slathered whipped cream and caramel sauce all over the car and themselves. <laughs> and he made like so Moog, like one of the guys on the show, produces all the music for the show. You know, Marty's yeah. also a music producer, too. Eh? I think he's an audio engineer or something yeah. along those lines. But so they produced a song for the this Yaris that they called Yaris Hilton. <laughs> and then they de- they lathered whipped cream and they put uh, caramel sauce inside of a Castrol Edge bottle because they're sponsored by Castrol. And then they showered themselves with it and like started <laughs> pulls out the dipstick, like licks it. <laughs> it's pretty Dude. funny. You should watch it. Also, something else I think we are getting uh, with the Golf R is the actual GTI TCR edition. Which no, is like, we're not. I'm pretty sure we are. A road version? Yeah. 
Because they were selling the TCR in, in Europe for the longest time. Those are track cars, though. Yeah, but there was an, another uh, trim. Oh, it's like, oh, okay. You know where those, like, Mark uh, Mark 7, like, Recaro uh, buckets seats come from? Like, those really nice ones? That yeah, you, the, the wing, wing back backs, ones? yeah. That that's like what the TCR is basically. Like it gets that and Just it has a wingback. I watched a video. Well, that and more horsepower. I know, like the Mark Seven TCR had like um, more more power. More power, baby. It had like two fifty uh, from like factory, and mm-hmm. then there was a mode where you could bump it up to two ninety for all of like eight seconds. That's weird. Yeah, it, I watched a video on it. It was really weird. Interesting. Cool. Anyway, so I think we've bored Brandon and Keishin about Volkswagens enough. So, we will proceed um, yeah, with yeah. your American-made electric SUV crossover thing. <laughs> That's enough about Volkswagens. My issue with Volkswagen is you're paying a premium price for a German vehicle made in Mexico that isn't as fast as it should be Kay. for the general <laughs> price range that they are. Like, the Golf R is like forty-five grand as a base, and you can get a Mustang for that rear-wheel drive V8 that puts down more power. I know there's pros and cons to both, but I'd rather a Mustang because it sounds better. And I'll I don't have to spend $400 in tunes and an Agripovic exhaust to make it go... Ramsey seems triggered right now. Oh, that's fine. We'll, we'll save this debate for another day. Yeah, but we can't debate Mustang against Golf R. Those are two different cars. We Golf I, R wins. I just want to kind of debate the fact that Volkswagens are overpriced. And, you know, just, you know what? This is for another day. Just carry on. Well, Something I, about he, Mustangs. Yeah. Speaking of Mustang, it's not a Mustang, but it's a Mustang. It's Mustang. Uh, the Mach E, <laughs> Ford released a press release showcasing that the Mach E is not only an electric vehicle, but it's also really good for tailgating. Okay. What? So for those who don't know, tailgating is essentially a bunch of people, white people, go to a stadium, <laughs> whether it be soccer if you're in the UK, uh, football if you're in America, um, and they they camp out in the parking lot like the, <laughs> the day before the game they get hammered they fill themselves up with food and they just party all night before the game in sounds, the parking lot in like, the parking lot uh, that, okay. it sounded fun until the parking lot came in that's like Eminem, I mean we spend a lot of time in parking bad. lots well we try not to but yeah <laughs> you're not wrong yeah um, but we're sober <laughs> so <laughs> that's fine sorry so the Maki being an electric car doesn't have a engine in the front which means storage space. And for the segment, the crossover and SUV segment, space and storage space is really important because it's a selling point for people that like to do outdoor activities, white people. Um, so <laughs> I'm the only white one on this <laughs> desk and I feel attacked. You should. Good. <laughs> so the front trunk, also known as a frunk, uh, is a 4.8 cubic foot plastic tub with a drain on the bottom. Like a... Like a like, like a your drain. sink, so like, like your sink drains drain. to the ground, drains out from the bottom of the plastic tub. Can you close onto the, the ground? Well, I would assume so. Okay, or maybe not. Either way, it doesn't matter because of the amount of space that this thing has. Uh, Ford released some pictures of stuff you can uh, do with it. Okay, so they essentially <laughs> said, "Look at your Mach E. This is a cooler." Seriously? Wow. Oh so instead of, instead of spending $100 on a Yeti oh cooler, God. you can spend however much the Mach-E is and get yourself an electric <laughs> car with a cooler. But can you imagine just driving around all years, <laughs> like all the drinks, like, and then the ice melts because it's a really hot day. <laughs> so like it, it's, I see where they're coming from and it's cool. Uh, they released some cool. pictures. <laughs> Stop it. Sorry. Oh, God. They released some pictures. The first one was ice. It was filled with ice, and they had some drinks inside. Pretty tame, pretty sanitary, nothing too crazy about it. Okay. (laughs) But let's say you're hungry. No worries. You fill that sucker up with some ice and throw some shrimp. Ford released pictures of it filled with ice, shrimp, and cocktail sauce for the shrimp. That's Look, not Photoshop. That's real. That's, that's real. real. Thing. Look at the lady. How excited she is. I'm she sorry. is having like, a great time. I got fucking time. shrimp in my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your car has an engine. Yeah, this is shrimp. <laughs> Why is food powered critics, by the sea? Food critics are crying right now. But <laughs> let's say you have let's say you have a seafood allergy. Me. I do. I seafood. I eat it. That's not an allergy. That's a. That's yeah, a okay, whatever. It was just a bad joke. Disorder. Let it's it. Cr- it's like cr- a cream de la crush. cream. 
Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> How does a thousand chicken wings sound? Does it heat them up? No. Oh my god. But you can fit one thousand regular sized chicken wings in the frunk of a Mach E. Like this. This is amazing marketing. This like is but. A thousand chicken wings is perfect for a lonely Friday night of playing Call of Duty or if you like grown men tackling each other, a tailgating party. This is no longer tailgating, though. Are this we... is frontgating. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because tailgating is typically they, they open the trunk or the truck bed, right? And that's where yeah. it is. And then they chill in the yeah. back. But this is frunk. Yeah. This now, is this is also very unsanitary. Now, the last thing that they had that, didn't, that they didn't give a picture for, you could play cornhole. What is cornhole? Cornhole is a sport, air quotes, um, sport. where there's a wedge-shaped target on the ground, and you throw bean bags, and you try and oh get it God. in to that hole. Okay. So they're, they're advertising the fact that, hey, if you don't want to put food in your frunk, you could play cornhole. Oh, my God. Imagine the you amount of dents. probably dense. don't. No. Well, you, it's and a bean bag. The frunk would be open. It's also plastic. It's but a like, bean bag. But, like, but scratches, yeah. Scratches it's like, okay, maybe I don't want to throw bean bags at my new electric car's frunk. Can you imagine, like, you, we pull up to the campsite, Run 91 2020, with the Mustang Mach-E that Ford is going to give us next week. Thanks, Ford. Uh, thanks, Ford. We appreciate it. We'll take care of it. We just pull up to Run, <laughs> run 91, <laughs> and we're like, boys... And it's all water. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like, I, but can, can we just take the time to appreciate yeah. that, like the MR2 had a frunk years before. I, I, I could have done this on my MR2 and just been the, the yeah. But there's the no party. drain, and your battery's yeah. there, and your brake fluid's there, and a bunch of other major components are there unprotected. Let's not talk about that. You couldn't have done it. <laughs> and I mean, I guess if you're a vegetarian too, you can throw a cabbage in there too for one cabbage. <laughs> just throw a cabbage. <laughs> fucking, I don't know. Yeah. So it fits a bunch of people, which I think is cool. That's cool. Um, I, I see the appeal of it, uh, like camping, like you said, tailgating. If you want to go out snowboarding and stuff, you just throw snacks in there, drinks, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's pretty it's cool. It's just a trunk, but the but fact that it has a, a drain. Yeah. And it, what's interesting is that Ford was spending so much time to say, guys, like this is, this is the same pedigree that a Mustang is, where it's got the two, the two plus two seating, the coupe-like appearance, the power, blah, 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 blah. And then they pull this shit, and you're like, well, is it a Mustang or is it a tailgating party soccer mom vehicle? Well, it got us talking about it. Which is true, so and I think marketing, it's great marketing. Campaign I think it's absolutely great. And the fact that they had, that they released pictures of it, too, to be like, look at a thousand chicken wings in the front of this car. It's so sponsored hungry. by Wild Wing, too. They got, like, <laughs> Buff it? Uh, Buffalo Wild Wing. It's an American uh, oh, okay. franchise. I just want oh this would take a lot of ice to fill up. So, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like a lot. I just imagine, like, you fill it up at home, you load the drinks, and then you head to your destination, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to do a pull because this thing's pretty fast. And then by the time you do a pull, the ice is melted. And then yeah, you, just, like and then you go to start, like, slow down Why after doing your pull, and all this water just comes out of the Shoots out of, of the, the seals in the front. Yeah, so, like, what's their, what's their fail-safe for that? I mean, like... Does this void warrant? How much ice are you going to bring... In a, are you going to like fill it up there or is it going to be filled up before you well, go? Well, I think the idea is that you would fill it up when you get to your destination, not drive around with ice in the trunk of your car. I mean, you have to put the ice somewhere, so it's, it'll be in the bag and yeah. the trunk, I guess. <laughs> all, the, all the ice. But like the inside that. of that's going to get warm, too, just from heat yeah. and convection from the sun. If it's parked, yeah, but if you're moving, then you have air blowing over the car, yeah. grabbing the heat and pulling it off. Because there's no there's cool. no engine there to to get hot. Yeah, that's true. It so would just be warm. It would just inside. be warm-ish. But again, if it's if it's there's enough ice, it'll get you to where you want to go to, or it'll hold the ice long enough to tailgate. I think you'll also yeah. be the star of the yeah. show. Can you also talk about this photo, please. You'll be the star of the, the show. Imagine pulling up to like M and just put a cooler inside their uh, <laughs> proclaiming it cooler. Up. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> hey, it, this car could be used as a cooler. You want what else it can be? A cooler holder. Your cooler. <laughs> cooler uh, I get it now. Yeah, so there's they just would... a photo of it, like with a cooler in the front that was advertised <laughs> to be a cooler. I don't think anyone's actually gonna use it. I hope that. somebody does, and if you do, let us know because I want pictures. Send us. <laughs> I would love to do a Chinese fire drill style, like driving around with this. But hey, you want a drink? Come to a red light. Hop out of the car. Open the front. <laughs> grab whatever drinks and food, and run back in the car. Bet. That'll be good. I'll do it. Bet. Bet. So Ford, uh, we'd love to have you partner with us. We'd love to get our hands on the Mach E. We'll do some cool videos and pictures and stuff. And When's uh, it coming to Canada? Does anyone know? Yeah, uh, probably. Tw 
probably fall. Is, has it hit the road yet, or it's still bouncing around auto shows? I think it's still bouncing okay. around. I uh, there's the Toronto auto show coming up. Actually, yes. yeah. maybe make a road trip to that. That'd be cool. I want to see yeah. a Senna. Road trip. Oh, Senna's are cool. Senna's are cool. Oh, I missed it. Oh, the so one nice. I was there the I day before. I was, telling, I was even telling you, go reach, reach. Like you have oh, to. Oh, I think I had work or something. I couldn't make yeah. it. But thank you for sharing that with me because I can honestly say I've never seen a manufacturer advertise their cargo space like that. That was so. That's funny. pretty cool. It's no, car no fly. It's the funniest thing to look at. What? Cargo. <laughs> Cargo space, no, no, cargo fly. Cargo space. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Excuse me, I'd like to speak to you in the background. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to have a chat it's after the show today. Uh, so that's that's really cool. I like the idea. They're thinking out of the box and putting things back in the box. It's just great, great marketing. So I think it's all it is. It, it is, is amazing. really great marketing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, the other thing I want to talk about. So A pillars are getting bigger and bigger. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like if we look at that alpha over there, the A pillar is about the thickness of my pinky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, probably less, but more the reason a pillars are getting thicker is for safety if your car does a hoopty scoop flip onto the roof the roof doesn't collapse on you and with electric cars having more weight down the middle and not spread out like your engine in the front and all the batteries are in the under the seats pretty much all that weight's there so they need thicker a pillars to hold that weight in case you do roll over uh there's been a lot of talk about making like how it can be addressed uh, one of it being trying to make the eight pillars see-through because you can't make them skinnier at this point. No. So they're going to be made. They're going to try and make them see-through. So a 14-year-old female named Elena Gla- Gassler, she's 14. 14. Designed a system where she 3 print, 3D printed a mount for a webcam on the outside of the vehicle that relayed to a projector inside the car that projected onto a reflective um, piece. It's all the snow falling out of my car. <laughs> it's the I'm sorry. Ghosts. Uh, that would project a picture outside of where your A pillar generally would be. Okay. And you could see through your A pillar with that reflective uh, piece that goes onto your A pillar. So it's like a virtually see through? Virtually see through. But what if something obstructs the projector in the well, car? No. Well, well, but so it's, it's mounted in a way that like. It's not like up top? Maybe? Yeah, that it would be okay. pointing towards it, not like just a camera in front of it going that's pretty cool yeah but there's there's a lot of problems with it so toyota hyundai and kia applied for a patent in 2018 continental has the same did the same idea in 2017 and they're testing it around their uh, factory in michigan continental being the tire company Mm -hmm. um and toyota has a patent for similar thing ideally what they all do is a, some type of screen or reflect, reflective fabric, a projector, and a camera on the outside. But the problem that this brings in is screens are heavily regulated in the automotive industry because they don't want you paying attention to screens. Yeah. They want you to be paying attention to driving. I didn't know that. Interesting. Um, so like, Hon- you know, like Honda has <laughs> that thing where you put your signal on and it turns that camera on under the... Uh, the it's on like the passenger under the side mirror, mirror. Yeah. yeah, and it projects on so you can see like your blind spot area or see if there's like a cyclist coming down, but that's like heavily regulated and only comes on at a specific time. Yeah, yeah. So this would have to be heavily regulated, and the problem with it too is if you use a screen, that screen has to somehow be able to break into two pieces safely to allow for the airbag that's behind that A pillar oh, yeah. okay. to go off without causing glass oh, shards or other okay. things to shoot out. It would have to be like a split screen. Like exactly, but how do you? Side by side. But then it becomes so cumbersome and heavy and complicated. Yeah. So like it's not there yet, but they're working on it. I think it's a really cool thing that they are starting to really get into the idea of how can we make cars safer outside of self-driving, mm-hmm. making cars more see-through essentially. Solution: buy an old chipbox. True, but it's it's pretty crazy. Like in my Miata, uh, the A pillars are basically made of a thin piece of tin foil yeah. <laughs> may as well. And then I hop in my, my daily, which is a 2009 and eight pillars are legitimately a blind spot. Yeah. And certain, and especially if you have like window visors, like rain guards, yeah. then you just add even more of a blind. So then you look in that direct and it's even worse in newer vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really, really bad blind spot. So love yeah. to see that or some sort of solution to my MR2 pillars. is like that. Uh, I had the T-top MR2, and my A-pillar was skinny, skinny, skinny. And then I saw, like, it's a hardtop one, and it was... The hardtop one had a bigger A-pillar than that. Like, the hardtop one was still probably the same size as, like, the 
the Alfa Romeo over stop, there. Stop looking. You looked at it for too long. Okay. It's going yeah, to yeah. catch fire. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every car I've looked at catches fire, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Please don't look at my car. Shots at yourself. Stop it. No. <laughs> oh, it's smoking. I'll see you later. Smoking. Uh, but yeah, the hard top, like my, uh, sorry, yeah, my, my T-top was just, it was thin, like really, th- I'm driving this thing the whole time. I'm like, I'm so dead if I get into any kind of accident <laughs> and there's no airbags. You can't go car. that fast in it, so you're fine. Uh, pretty sure I beat you in a drag race, but that's fine. I had a bad lunch. Speaking of <laughs> midship engines. Uh, yeah. yeah, so talked about some American uh, electricity. I'm going to talk about, about, about some electricalization <laughs> in the American world. Wow. <laughs> Nice that segue. Was, that was a bad segue. <laughs> you got it. That was me at a certain location falling on a segue right there. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the C8. <laughs> hope you guys talked yeah, about no, it. I don't think Brandon did. Carry on. You heckin' what? When, remember when you he what? fell? Like he fell. In, uh, uh, and oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, the C8. Uh, obviously, it's been released. There's a lot of information out there already for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some really cool facts. What has not been released is the time around the Nürburgring. So every car manufacturer tends to, well, actually performance car manufacturer, tends to gloat about their times around the Nürburgring because it's like the whole, it's the be-all, end-all. If you could beat like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari around the Nürburgring or McLaren around the Nürburgring, it's like, it's it's a crown for you, right? Okay. So there's rumors floating around. Um, I'm not sure how true these are. But the C8, I'm not talking about the Z06, the ZR1, uh, all of those. Just the C8 in general, the I guess base model. Is it a Stingray still, or is it just a Grand Sport? Just a Grand Sport, I okay. believe. So like the base. Yeah, it's um, no longer a Stingray. I think aren't they gonna have a okay. Stingray model or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they not? Yeah. So this is the entry level C8. Yeah. yeah. Entry okay. level. That's the word I'm looking for. Sorry. Um, it went around Nur- the the Nurburgring in seven minutes twenty eight point two seconds. That's pretty quick. That is quite yeah, quick. That's pretty quick. That is two tenths off from the Lamborghini Huracan. 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 Uh, LP610. Really? That is oh. quick. The LP610 did a uh, seven two eight flat. Jeez. That's quick. And it costs like three times as much. Exactly. So here's the thing: the Nurburgring has 154 corners. It's 12 more than 12 miles long. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of room for driver error. So I'm sure there's a few tenths that could be shaved off of that, right? Okay. If that is the true time. And judging off of some driver's descriptions that drove this car at full tilt around a few tracks, they're saying that the chassis actually has a lot more potential than what it's come out with. There's a lot more tuning capability that okay. could be done. So tuning alone on a chassis can definitely kill off a full second, two seconds, three seconds. So this time can also be destroyed again and again and again. Yeah. Just off of small tweaks. So that 7282 can be dropped down to maybe like a 2.6 like a or 2.5, I think. But would that take it away from it being in stock form? Yes. So then it would no, not... No, it would be still stock form. Okay. This is just like spring rates. Oh, okay. Ride height, stuff like that. But would this be the manufacturer tuning? Yeah. Okay. This yeah, is he's manufacturer t- tuning. He's talking about um, re- like developing the chassis further from... Chevrolet themselves, so like maybe some more like he's like he was talking about spring rates, different sway bars, different different stiffening on the chassis, just to keep it a bit more tighter. But they also you also have to think about um, they're going to be selling the base for like dailies. Yeah, Yeah. the Corvette base is going to be the one that sells the most, so they're going to need it to be comfortable enough, like you said, to daily it. So you can go more and more, but then you get to a point where okay, well. What what makes this different than the ZR1 and then the mm. Z06 if I'm yeah. putting so much into it? Like, you have to have a point where it's like, okay, this is where this needs to stop to yeah. keep profitable. Yeah. But I like, think, I think they'll probably keep it the same then and then just make their performance models yeah. with the exact same. Yeah, but now you're tuning a car for one track when you do that. It, that's a, that's an issue that I would like to get into in another yeah, discussion. Yeah, I was thinking about that issue it's as huge. well. It's huge. Yeah. Um, so... That being said, that the ZR1 is not what they uh, ran around the track or the Z06. So those two models, or sub-models, I would say, could go a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chevy has released, or potentially is releasing, an all-wheel drive version of the C8. What? I think it's time to compete with the R8. 
VR8, yes. LaFerrari, okay. These are hypercar territory now, yeah. I believe. Okay. LaFerrari, the P1, and the 918. They're all all-wheel drive? All-wheel drive, hybrids. Okay. Hybrid is the key. See, I said hybrid, now the ghost yeah. got mad. <laughs> the ghost is like, no. Um, <laughs> so hybrid is where F1 has gone, where mm. a lot of Le Mans cars have gone. Um, Whose Le Mans is this? <laughs> true. Um, instant torque, two front uh, motors, one engine for the drivetrain in the back. Two motors, one engine, am I right? <laughs> yes. You are so. correct. Uh, they're trying to aim for a 900 horsepower platform, Jeez. which is pretty crazy. That's competitive for a lot of hypercars. Yeah. Uh, the C7 ZR1 was 755 horsepower. Okay. Okay. That's a top of the line creme uh, de la creme, cream, cream of, of the, the cream. cream, cream of the cream. One might Stop. say it's the <laughs> no. cream de la cream. No, no, they wouldn't. Ramsey would say it. I might that's say it. You're I did say it. You're the only person. <laughs> I did say it. Um, that's so that's crazy. Man. Yeah, so that's really cool. I I would I'm looking forward to see the times of that mm -hmm. if it's able to keep up with those hypercars. And that's a American muscle car associated thing going towards electric yeah. supercar territory. Okay, that breaks into a lot more than what Mustang has done with the Mach E because the Mach E isn't a sports vehicle. Yeah. It's you know it's a crossover every day. It's still powerful though. Um. Very cool. So the engine Very would cool. not be driving the front wheels; it would be the electric. Electric. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of torque vectoring involved too. Interesting. So That's it's really faster to send instead of having a drivetrain and a diff sending the power yeah. left to right, be electric motors. That's kind of what Tesla has done. That's what Porsche has done, I believe, with the Taycan. Yeah. I think right. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they hit like 720. That'd be 715. Amazing. And the for river. them to pull that off well and have it last a long time that's going to shake the world of motorsports and yeah. sports cars mm -hmm. especially in the american industry yeah. i feel like they're, they're lacking a lot in that kind of they just want v8s and big yeah. superchargers but they're coming right? up though too like you look at the cor the uh, camaros that all won there's one over there or the or the the yeah. mustang shelby gt500 like i know those are high end variants of the base mustangs and the base camaros but they're they're good I mean, I wouldn't consider the Hellcat as a necessarily a, a anything better than a straight line car, but the ZL1 and the Shelby GT500, like those are seri those are serious gripping machines. Outside yeah. of just having a crazy amount of power, they're able to put that power down with like with the suspension and yeah. stuff. Like they're really able to to and keep up with cars that are priced way more than they are. And you could just drive it home too. Yeah, They're, like That's I true. went for a ride in uh, Tom's five-liter Mustang with big six-piston Brembos in the front, sticky tires. Everything else was stock, and yes, he's a good driver, but that car impressed me like a yeah. lot. Obviously, the driver does make a big difference, but just the, the the braking force from that thing was just. I'm like, why aren't you braking it? Why aren't you braking it? And then just, doof, and then we slow down from like 170 to like 90 in like a second. It's crazy. Yeah. So I do agree. Yeah. Merca. Keep keep doing it, keep and doing it. let us drive your cars. Something's right. <laughs> Something's yeah. Um, Politically, not right. <laughs> Give us Krispy Kreme. I don't oh, want Krispy Kreme. There's one in Montreal. Is there? Dunkin' Donuts. I think so. Oh my god. Montreal. How many Dunkin' Donuts do you think you could fit in Maki? Those mm. are the questions we need to be asking. So if yes. if, a, if they could fit a thousand chicken wings and a ch three chicken wings would be the size of a donut, roughly. Roughly. So then you could fit three hundred thirty-three donuts. Donuts. That's funny. Anyways, um, it's the whole. thank you for sharing. <laughs> we we can't seem to get away from electric cars, but yeah. I want to talk to you guys a little bit about this website called Bring a Trailer. Have you heard of it? Yeah, it's one of my favorite things to look at and be sad that I can't afford anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you don't know what Bring a Trailer is, it's essentially an auction website for cars, and it's it's very thorough. So in order to post a vehicle there, you have to include the vehicle history report and 100 photos and very detailed description. Well, not 100 photos, but a lot of a photos. A lot of photos, like yeah. every single angle of the car. So a couple cars that I saw on there this week was one one that stood out. It actually sold on February 6th, I believe. Okay. It was a 1990 Mercedes 190E 2.5-16 Evo 2. Ooh. Wow, that is original. It's beautiful. Hell. If that don't make you creme de la creme, I don't know oh, what will. That thing is so nice. And it was actually driven. It had 100... <laughs> 
It had 130,000 kilometers on it from the okay. from the Netherlands. One owner. Uh, these cars feature a 2.5 liter Cosworth inline four, and this sold for $199,000 US. I, I'm not surprised. This is one of my favorite cars ever since playing Gran Turismo it's on the PlayStation so 2. Good. Yeah. That wing and those wheels really complete the car. It, in my opinion, so it looks good. better than the E30 DTM car. Beautiful. It so looks better than all the Evos from that generation. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is just blew my mind that Cries it sold. Cries and blown transmission. <laughs> this sold for 200 grand US, wow. which is insane. So on the website, you'll see cars posted. Some of them may say no reserve. So on the auction website, a reserve price is essentially if the, the buyer will not specify this reserve price. But if this reserve price is not met, then the car will not be sold. So let's say they set $100,000 as their reserve. If the bids don't reach or exceed 100000 then it won't be sold. Okay. So some things will say no reserve. Some things will say nothing. So this didn't... I don't think this had a reserve. Another car that had a reserve was a 1973... Uh, sorry, 1974 Lotus Europa, which is an ex-Daytona 24 hours car. Wow. So the bids reached 51,500 and the reserve was not met. So the car was not sold. This car had a hundred thousand dollars in restoration on it and it just wasn't sold. So the buyer kept it. It, it looks so cool. And well, that's the thing about, uh, the, like we were talking about reserves, some of those cars you can't really value. Mm -hmm. So like something like this, not only does it have value as the car itself, yeah. but then like the restoration, but also the heritage behind that car. Yeah. Like that's why the 190E Evo Cosworth blah blah sold for so much because of yeah. the heritage and the rarity of the cars. So like, yeah, I would want a lot of money for a car like that. Fair enough. But on the flip side, like you can get some really cool, more attainable yeah. cars. So there was a, a Cadillac CTSV station wagon. I love that car. Which is so one much. of my favorites. So there's only 1,200 ever made. This thing sold for thirty-seven thousand five hundred last week. U.S. though, right? U.S. But so like seventy thousand Canadian. <laughs> you'd be you're getting a rear-wheel drive, like Corvette engine station wagon. Yeah, you're getting a Corvette wagon. It's crazy. So, and then another That's cool fine. car that sold was a, a 1973 Detomaso Pantera. I love the name of that thing. That sold for 98 grand on the 6th Again, I'm not surprised. And it's such a good looking car. It's so, so 80s. For its like, time, yeah. Yeah. Just, There's a 66 Ford Mustang on there. Yeah. So just nice. spend some time cruising, bring a trailer, and you're going to hate me for telling you about this because you can I already buy everything on the website. <laughs> yeah. It goes from anywhere to, you can get like. Ooh, a, a neon SRT4. Yeah. There was a really like cool million M5. dollar Ferraris. Like it's just, yeah, it's nuts. I love bringing a trailer. There was M5 touring on there. That was oh, crazy, beautiful. 1990 RX7 convertible five speed. How much? Don't like buy the convertible. Grand. That is garbage. Uh, Thirty-five hundred. <laughs> That's cheap. reasonable. That's very reasonable. No, no reserve. It's also a cabriolet. No reserve. No reserve. But uh, when does the auction end? But you, you must know if you make a bid on these cars and you win, you have to pay for it. Yeah. So don't bid on things if you can't buy What does it, it need? Dude, do you want to buy a fucking convertible FC? <laughs> no. He has a non-convertible FC. So? What does FC stand for? Freaking convertible, bro? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my joke. I'm going to tell you guys my joke. All right. Tell us your joke. Stroke my nose on the mic. You've been dying. All right, guys. That was a great episode. Before, Before I tell you yeah. the joke and make you leave, thank you guys very much for watching. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, and Google Play Music, wherever you are, whenever you are, whoever you are. We don't discriminate. Thank you for listening. Thank you for interacting in the comments. We love you all. And thank you, Brown Bag Coffee. Once the enthusiasm. Again, once again, don't forget to go to bbcr.ca. 10% off your subscription. Subscribe. Good times. And if all you right, roll by the tell shop, your joke because we have one minute. Go. If you roll by the shop, just make sure you tell them we sent you. Uh, what kind of car does an egg drive? What? A Volkswagen. Oh, Fuck oh my god. <laughs> I'm going home. I don't know what to do with my life. I'm just gonna sit here. I'm gonna Thank you very camera. much for watching. I hope you enjoy the audio quality of our new mics, and we're gonna continue to push the production quality. We'll see you on episode seven. <laughs>